Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of One for All, the weekly show where we rewatch and review the anime My Hero Academia. As always, I am your host, Anna, and I am here with my co-host, Nancy. Now, this week is not a hashtag very special episode, but we are starting season four. So that's pretty special. So it is a pretty special thing, because up until a couple weeks ago, this was all all the MHA that we had. Mm Mm-hmm. So, we are well on our way to being caught up. Which is kind of terrifying, considering you are making a podcast based on something with a finite amount of content. That only comes out once a year. That only comes out once a year. Uh, okay, we'll deal with that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. We, we still got all of season four in the second movie yeah. to do. And probably by the time we're there, season five will have wrapped. Yes. So, we got some time. Yep. You got some time with we'll us. Time. <laughs> no worries. These first episodes are always interesting because I feel like they're they serve a purpose of reintroducing you to the show and introducing new people to the show. Yeah, and also just accepting the fact that if you're watching it as it aired, it's been like a long ass time since you have last seen these characters, so they just want to make sure everyone's on the same level of knowing what's going on. And not everybody has encyclopedic knowledge of like characters and powers and mm. everything else. And I'm not saying that we do. We get no, names we wrong do all not. the time. <laughs> uh, clearly, we lack names for so many characters and make them up as we go. Mm-hmm. So uh, no shame there to anyone, but some folks do know all that stuff. And that's very impressive. And it's very impressive. IRL week was good. We both got our appointments for our vaccines. I know. I go on Wednesday. I'm... I go tomorrow, and I'm terrified I'm going to fuck it up. Like, um, it's at a place I've never been before, so I'm terrified I'm not going to be able to find it, or I'm not going to be able to find the place where you get the vaccines. So, uh, I just want to get my vaccine, please. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I don't know what it's like in other the way that it is in other states, mm-hmm. but here it's been very hard to get appointments. And I think honestly, it's but it's been easier here than it has been in other places. Like it took us days to get appointments and not weeks, which I hear is the case in like Massachusetts, or at least it was. Yeah, it's just basically right now, um, you go to a website and you check availability for appointments. And if there is one, you just take it. In a lot of cases, people are traveling really far. Yes, I am dri- driving an hour. I'm also driving and, an hour. And uh, I'm really hoping I don't have any, if I have side effects, that they take at least an hour to kick in. <laughs> Me too. I got to go back to work after mine. Yeah. Uh, you do too. Yes. So I guess we'll see. You'll mm-hmm. get an update from us on how shot one went or mm-hmm. shot all. Depending yeah, on if we get the Johnson and Johnson one, we we don't know until we show up. We get what's available. We get what's available, but I got to travel at the end of May, so I am happy to be getting first shot or all shot or whatever shot, so that I can travel as a vaccinated person. All nice and ethical, like all nice and ethical. Do do do, and while I pollute the skies by traveling by, by plane. <laughs> yep, that problem doesn't go away. Nope, but. Yeah, our week was was pretty pretty rocking. We get we got a COVID vaccine appointment set up, and we're on our way back to real life movies. Movies, Black Widow, so close, you know, so far. But we're not here to talk about COVID this week. Although we seem to talk about COVID every week, it's almost like it's an all-consuming issue. Yeah, yeah and has yeah. been for a year now. Go figure. We're here to talk about MHA, and we're going to jump right into the episode. We're going to go watch it right now, and we'll be back with you to talk about Photograph Man, which is not his real name, but that's okay. <laughs> 
that's okay. And we are back. We kick off this episode with an obligatory series explainer. Lots of recap. Like, we get a recap for... Season one. (laughs) Basically, the one for all power and what it is. And then we get a recap for quirks and what they are. Then we get what looks like another recap for All Might's fight with All for One. But it turns out that is actually a news clip. And we have a reporter watching a news clip of the fight. But true. Can we can we pause talk about the new opening? Yeah, the new opening is pretty great. It's got a lot of new characters. And maybe that should tell you something. There's a lot of new people you're going to meet. <laughs> a lot of new people we're about to meet. Including, very heavily featured, a child. like, And not like a child like a teenager, but a young little girl. Um, child in danger, it in seems danger, like. In danger, it seems like. So that should be should make you think. Yeah. I really like this opening. I like the piece of music mm-hmm. that goes with it. I like the, all the visuals of the new characters. Mm-hmm. It's funny. In the recap that we got, there's a picture of Bakugo smiling like an innocent school child. And mm-hmm. I don't really care for it that much. But in the opening, there's one of him like looking happy but terrorizing people. And I was like, that's, that's Bakugo. Bakugo. Yeah, there's like a sort of a shot of all the students in class 1a and then you get baku at the end he's like rawr and i'm like yep that's baku (laughs) okay i just wanted to touch on that for a minute yeah it's a good opening yeah we're in a newsroom junko news junko news News. i'm not really sure how they pronounce it it's a Uh, newspaper yes um how how nice (laughs) newspapers they still exist they still exist and they are the reason that they're watching this clip of all might fighting is they're going to be writing an article about all might but not just any article. They need to have a special scoop um, for this special All Might edition of the paper. Yeah, everybody has obviously been talking about All Might as he comes into retirement. And they're probably competing with a lot of different outlets. Yes. Um, I mean, as you see this sometimes, like you go into the grocery store or whatever, and Time has a special issue on a certain, you know, topic or whatever. So it would make sense they would do the same thing for this important hero. They start writing this article and it's very informative. Mm-hmm. And the editor-in-chief is like, no, we can't have a scoop like that. That's boring. Like, we need something exciting. Something new that nobody's read. And they're like, we're sorry. All my associates don't talk to anyone. Yeah. And specifically, they don't talk about all for one. Like, they present him here as a shadowy figure. No one really... Apparently knows yeah. too much. Nobody knows a lot about All Might uh, outside of like the demographic information, like yeah. his career. And not a lot of people know about All for One because the government is treating it as, quote, top secret, mm-hmm. which should tell you something. Oh, yeah. Uh, so now we have a new character enter the room. Who's to named, save the day. To save the day. Um, he is a freelance journalist by the name of Tokura Taneo, but they call him Tane as a nickname in this scene. And he says that he has a great scoop that they're definitely going to want to buy off of him. So they hear him out and he's like playing that, like that video reel from the end of his fight, uh, All Might's fight with All for One, where Mm -hmm. he says, next it's your turn. Yeah. And Tanai asks them, like, who do you think, what do you think he was talking about here? And like the general assumption is that he was saying, villains, I'm coming for you next, basically, or you better watch out, you're next. Um, But he's like, no, I think in this instance, he was talking about a successor to him. And we know that All Might 
about four months ago. Crazy to think that all seasons of this show has happened in a span of four months, but we're going to go with it. Like four months ago, he went to be a teacher at the school. He thinks he has already found his successor amongst the students. But who could it be? Yeah, and he points out, too, that the way that he says it matters. Like yeah. He's like, he doesn't say, like, I'm going to get you. Mm-hmm. He's like... It's it, it's your turn now. Like I'm done. Yeah. Like I, I've done the thing. It's, passing the torch. It sounds very much like he's passing the torch, and they're like, "Wow, would we really? That's a really great scoop if we can find out who his successor is going to be." And the reporter is like, "I think it's somebody in class A, mm-hmm. class class one A, but getting into UA at this point for a scoop is almost impossible because of all the security enhancements." And um, one thing I think is interesting as he's talking about the issue is of a successor is he actually mentions Mirio briefly uh, and sort of discards that idea, which is actually a brief but important bit of information for later episodes. But you're right. He also mentions that getting into the school and talking to this class is going to be hard, but they agree, like, don't worry, we'll find a way to get you in. Just give us the goods. Give us the exclusive. Yeah. Point of note on the Mirio thing too, they mentioned something which wasn't mentioned at the end of season three, and that is that our young power yep. friend works with Sir Night Eye, who yes. is the, the guy the, with the green hair. The guy with the green and hair. And glasses. <laughs> and glasses, who is the sidekick of, of All Might. So this is yep. the first time we get that information. Mm-hmm. So connecting It'll be relevant with soon. Yes, very soon. So pay attention. So the scene ends soon after that, and we go to the dorms where all the students have gathered and we learn that that the students are going to be interviewed for the newspaper yep the a reporter is coming to do a article on their life in the dorms and the principal thought that it would be a great idea so that their parents can feel reassured that they're being well taken care of yeah i mean it sounds like kind of a puff piece i mean a razorhead waiter talks about how, well, thinks to himself how he doesn't entirely trust the situation, although he doesn't think it's necessarily anything criminal. So he's at least appropriately wary. Yeah, he's like, this dude's up to something. But to be fair, Eraserhead distrusts all media. Yeah, so that's, um, it's it's what he'd expect from Eraserhead. So as he's talking about, you know, this reporter that's going to come, the students are starting to wonder, well, who who's it going to be? Manetta, of course, is a perv, is like, maybe it's a hot lady, because that's the first place his mind always goes. We haven't even gotten 10 minutes into the season yet, and he's already he's already here. Mm-hmm. We, need, <laughs> we need character growth from Mineta, is Something. what we need. Something. We need him to grow just a little bit. Come on, guys. Um, Yuka is very excited about getting his picture taken. Yeah, he really is. To the point where, what is it, uh, Sh- Sugar Man is like... He's you're, like, geez, you're something. You're something. <laughs> And at around this time, our f- freelance journalist, Tane, arrives. And he kind of catches Eraserhead off guard, even though... Because you know that Eraserhead's always late. And he has arrived perfectly on time, which is uh, apparently unacceptable. It's unacceptable. Everybody thinks he's cute. The reporter is cute and charming. Mm-hmm. The ladies are like, what a charming, nice man. Mm-hmm. Um, Tanya's real stiff. Yes. And he says, you know, he'll report to Eraserhead if anything suspicious happens, basically. Um, but, you know, Tane says, you know, I just want you guys to just go about your morning as you normally would. Act natural. I'll just take some pictures. So, of course, he tells them to act natural and they're all looking at the camera and smiling. 
Yeah, so we get a montage of photos that he takes while he's here. And some of them are really fun and great. I think it would be interesting to have been on the team that put this episode together, Mm -hmm. like deciding what the pictures should be. Yeah. These candid photos of folks. I think the best one is Kaminari charging everyone's phones. Yeah, um, because we end up going into like a powers explanation for everyone. And as like... This is character X. Here's what their powers are. Just, again, to get everyone on board for the new season. And with all these characters, they show, they end up showing them in these awesome badass moments. Except for our wonderful phone charger, apparently. Yep. <laughs> He's holding, like, a bunch of uh, USB chargers in mm-hmm. his hand and just charging a ton of phones at once. Which, I must admit, is really useful. I have... A decent phone now, but for a while I had an old piece of shit. And I would not be able to... I couldn't go for more than like a couple hours without it dying on me. So I would have really appreciated that. You would go for a walk and play Pokemon Go and, and come back... And it would back. be gone. Like all, like I go from 100% to 0% charge. Very bad. <sighs> Anyways. Also, there's a cat that shows up in a couple of these... Uh, randomly. Randomly. A cute white cat. Of course I noticed that. So... After the reporter's been here for a while and we get the obligatory powers explainer for everybody, you hear him communicating back with the editor-in-chief and she's like, there are 20 kids in that class. Like, how are you going to narrow it down? He's like, I already have. He's like, oh yeah, I'm pretty sure it's, you know, one of the top six from the sports festival and blah, blah, blah. And he hangs up the phone and then he thinks to himself, yeah, I, I have like more specific suspicions like he cancels out it, you know he's like it can't be bakugo and it can't be to- um todoroki and he's like i have a sinking suspicion that it is deku and he says it's based off this particular suspicion is based off his instincts yep he's like you know i have really good reporters instincts has got me a lot of scoops this mm-hmm. is the one that i think it is and while he is saying this we see deku outside training before dinner uh and all might shows up with food. With a bag of groceries. And this is my my favorite scene of the episode, I must admit, where we have um, All Might saying, oh, like, you know, he was at a doctor's appointment, I believe, something like that. And then he got hungry. So we stopped by this little corner store and the clerk was, oh, my God, you're All Might. You have been so helpful to me. You're amazing. Here, have free stuff. And he gave him a whole bag of steam buns, it looks like, and an umbrella. An umbrella. And... <laughs> Uh, this is another one of classic All Might lines that said in English. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. <laughs> and I just, I love this idea of even though All Might is, you know, he's so skinny and scrawny and depowered that people still love him. And like, he's still going to be the celebrity. No matter where he goes, he's going to have people giving him free shit. Yeah. And All Might and Deku have this nice conversation uh, Deku's like, well, it makes sense. Like, you were the symbol of peace for so long and you did so much work. It, it makes sense that people would want to pay it forward. Um, and All Might puts a hand on his shoulder and says, it's your turn. It's your turn now. It's all your turns. It's all your turns. And to signify this, I'm going to give you all these uh, this food to eat. Take this meat bun. Save the world. <laughs> and share it with your class, which All Might's great. Yep. And then he heads off. Uh, but Reporter Man is ready to step out and chat with Deku afterwards, and they have, like, a bit of a heart-to-heart. Mm-hmm. Where we learn um, Deku offers Tane a meat bun. Very nice of him. And Tane says that, you know, he's a big fan of All Might, which makes sense, but we quickly learn that there's a more personal connection. 18 years ago, there was an incident 
some sort of explosion or something like that, where All Might swooped in and saved the day as he's known to do. And during that incident, Tane's father was saved. Yep, all 23 or 24 workers were rescued from the incident. And we get a little flashback of our young reporter friend as a child, like, standing outside the disaster area, not sure what to do. Mm -hmm. And it seems like not even the disaster teams know what to do. Yeah. And All Might jumps out in spectacular Mm -hmm. fashion. And he saves his father. And it's a great moment. And you see him sort of rush up um, to see his father. And he gets a picture. Yeah, but it's interesting because he mentions to Deku that he has taken a picture. But if you think about it, if you think of that scene, he wasn't holding a camera. How could that work? Yep, and they don't address it in that moment. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just that picture ended up in the paper and it started his life as like a journalist. Yeah, like that's a pretty good origin story, actually. So Tane sort of admits that he is concerned about the future. And Deku even reflects about the unease about the future from All Might's retirement and how it's spreading further. And we sort of in this, we sort of transition over to... Tane talking about the your next moment. Yep. He he basically lays it all out there in hypotheticals. Mm-hmm. And is like, you know, you're the successor. He doesn't know anything about one for all. But he knows that All Might has his eye on this kid. And he points out that, you know, Deku's powers are a lot like All Might's. They met at the sludge incident. Deku enrolled at UA at the same time that All Might came to UA. Like, there's just, there's a lot of parallels. Yeah, he even, like, ends up talking to Coda and the Pussycats and stuff like that. So we get a sort of, like, earlier in the episode, he talks about having good instincts, but he's clearly also willing to do the legwork to follow up on these instincts. He's not doing this on a whim. Which is great. This is great because this is a character we will probably never see again Mm -hmm. because this is like a filler introduction episode, but they go out of their way to do the character work. Yeah, and to give him depth. Um, And at the end of this discussion, he hands Deku like a picture of him just talking to All Might and Deku's like, "Um, where'd you get that picture? You're not holding a camera and you were able to print it out what's going on. And now we get the big reveal. His whole body. His whole body is a camera, camera. basically. He whole can, body lens is his can, quirk. Yeah, he can have like lenses appear out of his arm and stuff like that. And basically, he can take a picture whenever he wants to. But Deku was obviously very uncomfortable about the idea of this guy potentially knowing his secret. And we even get like a little shot of Ochako kind of peering out the window, being like, mm, "What's going on here?" What a nightmare this guy must be for, like, security clearance. Like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> he can literally take pictures of anything, mm-hmm. like, discreetly wherever he goes. Yeah. Great, great quirk for his job. Yeah. I mean, I don't really... Obviously, he could also be, like, just a photographer, like a fashion photographer or something like that, or a nature photographer. But private investigator. Private investigator. I think he'd be good at that. But it really serves his job well. But as mentioned, Deku's getting really nervous, and... He's like, don't, Tane's like, don't worry, I'm not going to tell anyone. Like, for one thing, it's basically conjecture on my part, and I don't have anything really to support it for a whole article. And I just sort of wanted to get the confirmation for for myself. Yeah, he's like, I want to be able to have hope because he's really nervous. Mm -hmm. Like, so many people are nervous. And he said, you know, I wanted to know that there was hope so that when I tell people that there's hope when I talk to them or when I write articles, I won't be lying to them. Which is a really nice moment. Um, and But then before he leaves, he brings Deku in for a selfie. Yep, he catches the picture and he says, don't worry, I'm going to keep this one. 
in my body, which is real weird. And Ochako gives him a weird look when he does this out the window, too, being like, what is he doing to Deku? <laughs> but he says, you know, I'm going to save it until the day that I write a book about you. Yeah, which is kind of nice to think about. Like, the, you know, we talk about Deku, you know, in his little internal narration being like, and this is when I became the greatest hero or, or, you know, started to become the greatest hero of all time or whatever. But, you know, if that's what truly happens then this, yeah, then this will happen. And he will get this wonderful book and articles written about Deku, just like people are writing about All Might now. And with his uh, pretense uh, abandoned at this point, the reporter just leaves. Mm -hmm. He doesn't say goodbye to anyone. He just takes his pictures and his fake story and heads off without saying goodbye to the class or Eraserhead. Eraserhead's watching from the window, Mm -hmm. critically. And Ochako's like, what were you doing out here? What's going on? That was weird. And Deku's like, um, Meat All bumps. Might gave me food. And Ochako's like, oh, that's great. Let's go eat them. <laughs> yeah, they go ahead and just run in to feed everybody these meat buns before they go cold. And our reporter goes back to the, uh, the newspaper kind of empty-handed. Mm-hmm. But not completely empty-handed. No. Um, at first, he's like, sorry, I couldn't get you the store I wanted. And they're all super disappointed. He's like, but I got this great picture. And it's of all my eating a meat bun. And the editor-in-chief is like, oh, my God, this is adorable. We can totally use this. We can totally use this. Yeah. This is perfect tabloid journalism right here. Yeah, all Might loves meat buns. Like a whole article about it. Celebrities. They're just like you. They're just like us. They're just like us. They, <laughs> they love also meat buns. like meat buns. <laughs> Uh, and that's that's the episode. That's your introduction to season four. As far as season intros go, I think this is probably the best one we've had. Yeah, I mean, I probably season one intro was probably the best. I don't know, but season two and what season three intro was the the pool funsies episode. And what was season two? Season two was just very informative recap of yeah. the first season. And obviously, I don't think the, the pilot counts. Like, it's yeah. not a recap episode. That's yeah, true. But they do do a better job this time of delivering the necessary backstory and introducing you to all the characters without being really obvious about it. This, this is a good 20 minutes of TV. It's not the most exciting episode in the world but it does interesting things with its time Mm -hmm. the reporter character is an interesting character yeah and they do their homework to make him a believable character if only they could have done this with the super special episode with Mm -hmm. characters that already had characterization and background to pull from yeah so it wasn't you know the most thrilling episode but i'm pretty happy with it i'm good with it i actually like this one a lot i i like the look at how a more positive look at journalism than we've gotten in the series this far. And yeah, because the series has not been very positive about reporters for a good three seasons now. So it's good to show, purposely show, okay, here's some guy with ethics. And that's good. <laughs> no, it is really good. I liked him as a character a lot. I He, he is very charming. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, I just like this episode. Let's just put it that way. Does anybody get your plus ultra character of the week? I mean, we can give it to the reporter Tane for doing all the research and having ethics. Yep. So I'm good with that. High five. Yeah. Tana got two votes already. That's like the third place threshold. <laughs> he could beat some other characters out this season for the the big award. Well, we'll we'll see. I feel like the first uh, arc here of season four, we do get to see a, a couple characters I can immediately think of really do go beyond. So yeah, that that is it. Are you excited about season four? 
Yes. I'm excited about watching season four, especially since we're watching season five right now. Yeah. Has, like, I'm really hyped for the property right now because mm-hmm. it's MHA time. It hasn't been MHA time for, like, a year. A year. Yeah. I must admit, I also am excited, but this is my least favorite season out of the four. And I'm not saying that as a way to say, oh, it's a bad season. I feel like it has some really powerful moments and some just really enjoyable episodes. But there are a few things that I'm going to be a little more critical of. Not unfairly, but there are a few things about it that doesn't always sit well with me. We'll obviously talk about this when we get to the end of the first arc. But I think one of the things you're going to see as we talk about this upcoming arc is that it really could have benefited from being longer. Yeah, I, I think that's probably the tricky thing. When it comes to MHA... For the first half of the season, there's always this big arc. And in the second half of the season, there are like kind of smaller arcs. But I'm imagining as that you're writing the manga, you're not necessarily thinking, here's a 13 episode arc. And as a result, some things are kind of squishy. I feel like MHA as a show is cut into two two halves in an anime season. It's the school arc mm-hmm. and the macro plot arc. Yeah, the big, the big dramatic portion of the season. So we're about to... Enter the big dramatic portion of the season. Oh, yeah. And there's a lot of really interesting stuff about it. You know, despite my criticisms, I am excited to watch it again. Yeah, it's uh, it'll be interesting to see your thoughts because this is your second time watching it, right? That is true. I have only watched this whole season once. This will be my third. Mm-hmm. So I liked it better on second review. Oh, so well, maybe I'll like it better too. It'll it'll be interesting to see how you feel about it. But that is it for us. If you want to tell us how excited you are for season four, or if you're watching season five right now, you can do so over on Twitter at one for all cast. I'm actually there fairly regularly, even though I don't post a ton. So if you do tweet at us, I will likely see it. And I hit you back up. I do like to interact with folks when you reach out to us. Additionally, if you want to follow Nancy or I on the interwebs, you can do so. Nancy is at... Watch Nancy Tweet. And I'm at Incidentally Anna. That's A-N-A. Now, if you love the show, we'd love for you to leave us a review over on your podcatcher of choice. We know everywhere doesn't do that, and that's fine. Uh, But it really does help the show out, and we appreciate everybody who has done so thus far. Thank you so much. You have a book that will be out by the time this goes up. Yes. Don't you want to give my series, the Red and Black series, a chance? It has four whole books now. Um, First book is Red and Black, and the most recent addition to the series is Past and Future. So if you liked um, content about nerds becoming superheroes, and I'm going to assume that you do, considering you're listening to an MHA podcast. About a nerd becoming a superhero. Yeah, I think you're going to like it. They're all on Amazon. You can buy the ebook. You can buy the paperback, or you can read them all as part of your Kindle Unlimited subscription. Ta-da! Go check it out. This new book is really, really good. So definitely go check out some some time funsies. Mm-hmm. If you didn't get that hint from the title. Yes. I want to thank all of you so much for listening. We do this for you every single week, and we wouldn't be here without you. I want to thank Richard DeCosta for our opening and ending credits. They're still wonderful four seasons later. And, of course, a very special thank you to my co-host, Nancy, who has been sitting here as we try to catch up on production and record doubles every single weekend. So, big thank you to Nancy. You're welcome. And we will see you next time as we jump into Season 4, Episode 2, Overhaul. We'll see you then. See you then.